Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in this world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So today I wanted to kind of touch a little bit on life on the hobby farm and homeschooling. And then we're going to get into a topic that I'm actually, uh, I actually recorded a devotional on that is up today as well on my YouTube channel. If you don't know, I do daily devotionals on YouTube on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So you can go check those out on YouTube. Uh, And we're going to talk about worry. And we're going to talk about uh, letting the cares of this world hinder us in our walk with the Lord. And so we're just going to touch base on a lot of different things today. So I hope that you'll find this encouraging. Before we start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. They have curriculum for K-12 in every kind of format, textbook, online, digital, self-paced online. Um, We have used Apologia Science over the years. We adore their K-6 through science. I highly recommend it. Right now, if you are looking to stock up for the new school year, Apologia has free shipping for orders over $150 within the contiguous United States, excluding Alaska and Hawaii. Um, you can go over to Apologia.com, check it out, and get that free shipping offer. So first, I'm going to update you guys on a few things around here, because I know I always say in the beginning of the episode, life on the hobby farm and how I keep it simple in my homeschool. Well, let's start with homeschool. We are done for the year. We are done. You're probably like, how on earth are you done? Because it's, you know, early June, but we really like buckled down the end of May and, and finished up our school. Um, because we were just ready to be done. (laughs) So I did what I always tell people don't do. Don't just check off boxes to say you're done. There was us on the last day of school, just like, check this box, check that, check that box. Let's just get a week's worth of stuff in one day just so we can be done. Um, this was probably our most challenging homeschool year, I would say, for different reasons, just because life really hit hard this year and kept us off of our normal routine. But let me tell you, I feel like my kids are educated. Uh, Even though our homeschool did not look like it was supposed to look like this year, um, you know, I feel like I say that every year. But I really, this year, got off the rails a little bit because we had my daughter's wedding early in the school year. So, you know, that was just, we were distracted for quite a few weeks planning for that. And then right after the wedding, I got COVID and there went school for another little while. And then you have the holidays and all of the other things. And then life just keeps hitting us like one thing after another. And so I haven't been high on my game, so to speak. But you know what? The good thing is, All these years that I've talked about real life learning and making sure that your kids are prepared for the real world, like this year, 
it just helped my kids really be educated for the real world because a lot of their lessons really came this year from life. Um, I always say that we live our life and we fit school in. It is not the other way around. It is not school is our, you know, life. And then we just try to fit in life around that. You know, I am never one to be like, oh no, we can't do this thing. We can't travel here. We can't do that because we have school. I'm always like, you know what? Those are the real lessons and we're going to do all those things and we will fit our formal school into our life. So this year there was a lot of fitting formal school into our life, but I do not feel like this year was wasted one bit because there were a lot of life lessons. Our family's been going through a lot of transitions and changes and stuff. And, you know, that is what I'm preparing my children for is to learn how to live life and how to hold fast to God through everything and how to, you know, um, pray without ceasing most days because you're just like being hit hard. So I really feel like even though this year may have felt challenging as far as the academics, my kids are still doing fine. I've only got two left at home. One is a senior. I don't want to say it. Don't make me say the S word. One is a senior. Okay, I've got two left at home. One is going to be a senior. Um, and that is breaking my heart just to even think about him leaving next year. The other is going to be in eighth grade. And I can't imagine the day when all this is done, this homeschooling is all done, because it's just been the biggest joy of my life to homeschool my children. Um but, you know, we're we're like nearing the finish line. I mean, I know my younger guy, he's got 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th, five years left. So that's still quite a bit. But, you know, when it's just him at home and it's high school, it's going to look way different than my other kids. I know we're not going to be sitting around like, um, you know, just the way it's been. So anyway... Homeschool life will end, as I always tell people, um, but what goes on forever is your relationship with your children, their relationship with God, and your relationship with God. And so that is why we fit our homeschool into our life, not the other way around, because the big things are what are, go you know, is what is going to be lasting. And I know that homeschooling ends. I saw it happen with my daughter. I saw it happen with my son. So uh, next year, I have a senior and his homeschool year is going to look extremely tailored to him. He's got one year left. He's got, you know, a few various credits that he needs to graduate, you know, like technically to graduate. And then I really want to make sure that we use the best use of his time to prepare him for life. So lots of life learning, lots of hands-on, and lots of preparation for real life. And, um, you know, it's a little bit against the grain these days. You know, everybody else is like SATs and take the SAT prep course and prepare for the test, prepare for the tests. And I'm over here like, no, we need to prepare for life. And um, he's probably not going to go to typical college. So that gives us a lot more freedom in what we do with our time because I'm not over here like trying to build this transcript just to impress some uh, ad admissions, you know, uh, director. I'm over here trying to grow an adult. And I write about that in my book, uh, The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family, Not Just a Transcript. You can find that on Amazon. It's linked in the show notes as well. Um, but really, you know, college is wonderful, but it's not necessarily the be all end all of life. And I saw my daughter, she's in college, she's loving it. She's uh, going for ministry. She's, you know, doing the college thing. It's a lot of work for her. She's actually um, in a program where she's going to get her master's. Um, it's like accelerated. So she will actually do, um, end up 
graduating next year with her master's. And that's exciting in uh, leadership, and she's going to have her bachelor's in um, Bible. And so all of that is wonderful. And then my son, that is my oldest son, who graduated last year from homeschool, he went to a gap year program this year, and I have talked about that many times, and I still want to do an entire podcast episode about that um, program. And uh, he is... Uh, doing great. That program was life-changing for him. And he's actually going to do a second year. They actually offer, um, and the program he is doing is called One Life Institute. And he did the first year and it was beyond our imagination. It was so good. It was wonderful. It was life-changing, life-giving, life-everything. It's just, it's amazing. And he traveled the world. He served. He had intensive Bible training. And it's just lived in community with others, worked. It was just amazing. And he earned college credit for that, but he doesn't intend to really probably uh, go to college now at this point. I mean, he will have these 30 credits under his belt if he chooses to in the future. But he's going to do a second year of this gap year program, which actually won't be a gap year anymore because it's now um, a different program, but it's actually called One Life Trade. And he's going to spend another year with this program, One Life, and he's going to now be focused on learning trades. And so we will see where that goes. Um, But homeschool has, you know, uh, been just such a blessing for us and that we've been able to wholeheartedly follow God and his plan for our kids, whether that's college, whether that's gap year programs, whether that's trade, whether that's, you know, whatever it is, we will see. Uh, so my son uh, is going to be in senior. My other son is going to be a senior next year. He will graduate and then I'll just have the one at home. You know, if anybody's listening, whether you're a homeschooler or not, I will tell you that the older years have like blindsided me. I have just been um, very much feeling like, you know, there's going to be podcasts in the future once I'm kind of through this transition. There are a lot of things that I am learning that I didn't know were going to happen. And I want to share those, you know, maybe that'll be the next phase of my ministry when homeschooling is done, is talking about like transitioning to adult children. We are so blessed in that our adult children are walking with the Lord. My daughter is married to a wonderful, godly man. She's walking with the Lord. She's on fire for the Lord. You know, we are so blessed in all of that, but it doesn't make the transition into adulthood, you know, that much easy. I mean, in some ways, yes, it's easy because I'm so thrilled that they are, you know, um, walking a good path. They're walking with the Lord. But on the other hand, there's just a lot of the normal like transition stuff that has been hard. And I was, I will tell you quite honestly, I was not prepared, not prepared for the changes to happen so fast. So like we had her graduate, she went off to college and she got married. Then my son graduated and he went off to the gap year program. And next year, my next son will graduate and he's going to probably go to the gap year program. And so, you know, when they were little, it was like they did a lot of things quickly because they were all close together in age. And it was like, okay, they learned to potty train. The next one learned to potty train. The next one learned to potty train. You know, did all those things. But now it's like, oh, wait, no one told me that one after another they were going to leave. Like, that's been really hard. Like, you just get settled into one uh, change. Like, my daughter left for school. You know, you feel like you're finally getting settled in that. And then another change hits you in the face. Like, my son left. And then we're just going to get settled in that. And then my next son is going to leave. So, life is constantly moving fast. And 
These years are humbling me greatly right now, making me cling to the Lord like never before, teaching me so much. And so our homeschool right now is, I would say it's not the center of our life. It is just something that we do. And, you know, uh, for years, in the early years, I feel like it was the center of our life. You know, homeschool, we're homeschoolers, and this is all we do, and blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, you know what, we're living this thing called life, and the way I educate my children is through home education. But homeschool is not like ever, the be-all, end-all of life. So if you're out there and you're just starting out homeschooling or you're in the middle of the journey and you're feeling like homeschool is all-encompassing your life right now, reach out to me. I'd love to encourage you in that. You know, I'm going to be speaking next week, speaking of homeschool and encouragement. I'm going to be at the Rocky Mountain Homeschool Conference over there in Denver, Colorado. I'm really looking forward to that um, event. I will be speaking on Thursday only. I'm only going out for one day for many different reasons, for various reasons. I cannot be there for the three days, and I will not have an exhibit booth, which I was supposed to, but I am not because I'm only going to be there for the one day. So um, I will be speaking three times that day. I'm so looking forward, though, to making the most use of my time while I am there. I'll be there all day Thursday. So after I'm done speaking, I am happy to sit with you and have coffee and meet with you and pray with you. So just reach out to me if you're going to be there. I would love to see you at one of my sessions or afterwards or whatever it is. Um, But I'm excited about that. So, you know, our homeschool is uh, also, that was the other thing I want to say. If you are interested in homeschool consulting, I have opened up the appointment book again because I know over the summer is when moms are looking ahead to the next homeschooling year and they need a little guidance. I am happy to help you pray through things, talk through things, um, you know, look at curriculum with you and just kind of give you that perspective from a mom who's done this, you know, for many years now. So I am opening up up the book again, the appointment book for homeschool consulting. Those appointments take place over the phone um, or FaceTime or Zoom or whatever um, you prefer. So, you know, if you're listening and you're a homeschooler out there, just know that you're not alone in this journey. There's a lot of support. And you know, no matter what you're going through, if it's like, ah, I can't do this or ah, I have all these kids and I can't keep up. I would love to put your mind at ease and help guide you and give you some peace and calm in your homeschool. So that's where we're at with our homeschool season, our homeschool journey. We are, you know, nearing the finish line. We're not really near there yet, but I got an eye on it now. And I mean, I'll only have after next year that my my one son at home. So his journey is going to look very different from his older siblings. And you know what? That's okay because that's how God created it. God created him to be the youngest in our family for a purpose. God created his homeschooling journey to look different than my older ones. God created our family uh, with each individual within our family for different purposes. And most of all, we're all going to glorify him and all we do, but how we do that is going to look differently. So their lives have all different unique um, uh, journeys. And so we will see how things go for the next few years while we were, while we are homeschooling. But um, yeah, so that's where we're at. This homeschool year is done. We're taking our summer break and then we'll start up again in the fall. And I, like I said, I cannot believe I'm going to have to do this again. I'm going to have another senior. I'm going to graduate another one next year. It, I mean, it takes a toll on me. It really does. The whole emotion of the senior year and the prom and the graduation and, you know, all the senior stuff, it is 
to me, like a really big deal. It takes a lot of emotion. I mean, it's a wonderful time. But there's also that bittersweet aspect of it. So anyway, that's where we're at with our homeschool. I'm happy to be on a little break now because we have a lot going on with our retreat is coming up, the Simply Living for Him retreat, July 13th to the 15th. If you don't know, we also are now offering, well, they're not available yet, but we will be offering live stream tickets. So if you have been wanting to come to the retreat, but you haven't been able to get there or you just can't make it out to Pennsylvania or whatever your reason is, I know the gas prices are high, you can watch virtually the main session. So obviously it won't be like attending the retreat and the fellowship and the you know fun times that the ladies have together while we're there. But if you want to at least watch the main sessions, which there will be three main sessions on Thursday, one main um, one introduction session on Wednesday night, and then a closing session on Friday morning, we are going to offer a live stream ticket. And the beautiful thing is about that live stream ticket, you'll be able to watch the videos at any time. You'll have lifetime access to the group where they're going to take place and you'll be able to watch them, you know, if you can't make it live, you can watch them at your own pace at your own time. And so that's exciting. And you'll also be able to interact with others who are, you know, uh, watching the live streams. So that's exciting. So look for that information. I'm trying to get that out as soon as possible. If you want to come to the actual retreat, physically come, that is closing the end of June. Registration will close June 30th. So you have to register before then. We are closing registration at that time. The lodging for on-site lodges, the discount ends on July, no, I'm sorry, June 13th. So June 30th, we end tickets for the event because you don't have to stay on site. Um, or you can stay on site, but after June 13th, you cannot have the discount. So that's important to write those dates down because time is nearing those those dates. So we're busy with that this summer. Um, and so that's the other thing I want to talk about. Life on the Hobby Farm. We have no garden this year. If you guys have been following me, you know the first year or two we moved in here, we were all gung-ho on the garden. Like that's what we wanted to do was grow all this food and give it away. And um, we loved doing that for the season we did that. And we will do that again, I'm sure. But this year, I've talked about this before, we have taken off... Uh, the garden. We just, I just, I'm exhausted. Um, I have some physical issues lately. Um, just been traveling a lot and just, you know, life has been hitting hard. And so I've been exhausted and the thought of like weeding the garden and taking care of the garden, I just couldn't do it this year. Uh, so we're taking a year off from the garden. We still have the animals. We have not added any more new animals, but we did lose a duck. Uh, we lost a duck. We went away recently. If you um, followed along at the Ark Encounter, we went away to Kentucky a few weeks ago. Uh, we returned home and one of our ducks passed away. And so that was sad. My son wants to add new goats because the two goats that we have, if you follow along on Instagram, you see Thelma and Louise. They are the cutest little things, but they're getting old now. <coughs> excuse me, the old lady goats. And so they, um, you know, we're, we're always afraid if something happens to one of them, they really do need a companion. So we want to add new goats. We'd like to um, do that sooner rather than later. My son, um, we're not adding any more chickens or ducks right now, although I absolutely adore having the ducks. I love ducks. We would like to add a female duck because the one that passed away, um, her mate would probably really enjoy having another female duck, but we, you know, we don't have one right now. Um, so 
my son, uh, he takes care of the animals. My youngest son, that is his thing. And so I don't really do much with the hobby farm, except I get to sit and enjoy the fruits of his labor, eat the eggs and be entertained by the chickens, the ducks and the goats. <laughs> so he does everything, you know, um, from taking care of them, feeding them, watering them, cleaning out their pens and coops. And speaking of that, their coop does need cleaning. Um, and he's actually growing pumpkins this year in the garden since we didn't do a big garden. So we're just kind of doing that for fun. So yeah, life on the hobby farm this year is very much a hobby. We are not really doing much uh, with the property. And you know what? I say all that just to say like, you know, life is okay that it goes in seasons. Like you don't have to feel like, oh, but we've always done a garden. We've always had animals. We've always been into our property. Like you can take time off from things. When life hits hard, you can't do all the things, you know. I see some people out there um, that are starting homesteads. You know, their kids are graduating um, graduating from homeschool and they have time and they're like gung-ho into the homesteads. I see people out there who are growing the biggest gardens right now because guess what? That's the season of life they're in. That God has allowed them the time to do that and that's wonderful and God allowed us a season of really bearing a lot of fruit through our garden harvest and also being able to connect with community when we were able to give away our food for free uh, we saw a really great abundance when we had all the animals you know brand new and my sons were just learning to take care of them those were really fruitful years and they were great and right now it's kind of like you know isn't it that thing where you take like that seven year um that that rotation, right? That one that is it the uh, jubilee year that you 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 don't you don't have the garden, you don't do stuff, and so this is that year where we're just like giving everything a rest, and we need it. We need that rest. So it's okay to not do all the things all the time. I know when you go on social media, you feel like nowadays everybody is a homesteader, everybody is a garden, everybody has animals, everybody has a hobby farm, uh, you know. And well, maybe it's just the people I follow. <laughs> Maybe you follow all the city people. Who knows? But we all live in different, you know, different ways. And a simple life is not defined by like how big your garden is, how much you're homesteading. If you have a farm, you can live a simple life. I did a whole podcast about this. You can live a simple life in the city, in your apartment in the city. You can live a simple life in a suburb. It's a mindset. So, you know, do not get discouraged if you're like us right now and you just can't do it all. It's okay. So I wanted to talk now about actually podcast, I mean, not podcasted, um, did a devotional about this on YouTube. Uh, I'm kind of doing this one off the cuff too. I just was like, you know what, Holy Spirit, give me the words because this was on my mind. And so I wanted to really just hone in on this uh, a little bit more in depth than what I did in the devotional on YouTube, which is, you know, like a five minute little video. So I, as if you guys have followed me for any amount of time, you know, I love the verse in Matthew, Matthew 6, 25 to 34. It is our life passage. It is our, I'm sorry, I'm getting my Bible out and making all kinds of noise in here. It is our life passage. It is the very first passage I ever opened up to in the Bible. And so it spoke to me that day. It was like God just showed up in my room. I was like, he is real. Like I just knew when I read that passage, it was like the things that were going on in my life right now, or at that time, I mean, that were going on at that time. When I read those words, it was like I said, God himself came in and was like, I'm talking to you. 
And he was. He was talking to me in his word. And that passage has just followed us over the years. And for somebody like me who has dealt with anxiety and worry over the years, it has obviously been a very meaningful passage because, you know, it's just filled with so much uh, truth and wisdom. And I've read this passage, I'm not exaggerating, a bazillion times. (laughs) All right, maybe not a bazillion, many, many times um, in my life since becoming a Christian. And this passage this week, like it just stood out to me. That's what I love about God's word. It is alive, it is active, it is powerful, and it's transforming. And it's, when I say it's alive, it's, you know, you can read the same passage for 20 something years like I have, and all of a sudden see something new. And that happened to me today, like something different, something new. And that's what's so amazing. Like you never read the Bible from front to back and be like, okay, done. Like I read it. Now I know it. I'm good to go. Move on. It's you can literally read the same verses and God will show you something new each time. It's just so alive and so packed with truth and life. And I love that. And so I'm going to read the passage, just part of it right now. And then I'm going to tell you what I was feeling. Um, You know, what I was really feeling like God was teaching me uh, this week. Oh, I don't have my glasses, but I I know the passage so well. Wait, wait, I got glasses. I was going to say, I know the passage so well that even if I can't see the words, I'm sure I can figure it out. I don't know about you, but I am 46, about to turn 47, and I am blind when it comes to reading now. Uh, They always say when you hit your 40s that that happens, and boy, I can't read anything without my glasses, but I got a pair. So here we go. Um... Matthew 6, 25 begins with this. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you little of faith. Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. All right, I read you the whole passage. I wasn't going to, but I mean, I didn't know which parts to leave out because it's just, it's so good. And, you know, some versions, some translations are going to say just flat out, do not worry. You know, do not worry about your life. Um, And so whatever word you're going to use here, do not be anxious or do not worry. This is what I was thinking this week that God was really showing me. 
When we worry about the things of this world, it hinders us on our walk with the Lord. And God says here in Matthew 6, he says, or Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. So what are we supposed to do? And this is like my life verse, Matthew 6, seek him first. You can't seek him first when you're worrying about the things of the world. Like you can't. So it's a hindrance when you are worrying from truly wholeheartedly walking with the Lord. And he says in the previous verse before that in 32, verse 32, for the Gentiles, or some translations will say for the pagans, seek after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them all. When we're worrying about things like, okay, so today when I was doing the devotional, the things that I was talking about right now, it's very easy to worry because the gas prices are out of control. The grocery prices are out of control. There is like no disposable income right now. Like I go to the store. I went to Walmart today. Normally I'd be like, oh, that's cute. I'll pick that up. Oh, this little thing here. Oh, you know, like, you know, whatever. No, I can only buy what we need right now. We cannot afford to make an impulse buy or to buy something that we don't actually need right now. But you know what? That's I was thinking about that as I walked through Walmart. This is a good place to be because it really helps me focus on what I truly need. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to focus on what we truly need. And the first and only real need that we have is Jesus. That is all we need. The beautiful thing about a relationship with the Lord with God is. He cares for us and he knows what we need and he tells us flat out, I got it. I got it. I'm going to take care of you. Your job is to follow me. And when we put one eye on the world and one eye on him, we're not following him wholeheartedly. We have to take our eyes off the gas prices, off the groceries and saying, but how will we survive? But what about this? And say, Jesus says, do not worry. It's time to believe him. Do you really believe him? Are you really listening to him? I mean, if Jesus says, do not worry, or do not be anxious. That is enough. We should not say, okay, I get it, Jesus, but you don't understand the gas prices, but you don't understand the bills that are piling. Yes, he does. It says in the Bible, your father knows what you need. Eyes on me. Eyes on me. Me, it says in the New Living Translation, instead of seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, it says, make the kingdom of God your primary concern. It doesn't say, though, you don't have secondary concerns. It doesn't say you can't be concerned about other things. It says, make the kingdom of God your primary concern. That means every day you should be saying, 
how am I living today to build the kingdom of God? How am I living today to give glory to God? How am I living today to share the gospel? How am I living out the purposes that God has for me today? That's my primary concern. And then he says all of those secondary concerns or needs are taken care of. Now, maybe the gas prices aren't going to go down for a long time. Maybe the grocery prices are not going to go lower. Maybe your bank account is going to be as low as it's ever been. What does Jesus say? Do not worry. I know what you need and I'll give you all you need. First of all, we have all we need in him. Literally. I understand for those out there who are in dire financial struggles. I mean, we're, we're struggling too. Like, I get it. I understand that that is very counterintuitive. And you could be listening to this and be like, but you don't know. But you don't know how we struggle. You don't know how much debt we have. You don't know. But I don't know how much you're struggling. You're right. And I don't know the debt you've accumulated, but I do know that Jesus says, do not worry. I know what you need. Seek me first. You seek him first. It's not saying you're going to win the lottery tomorrow. It's not saying you're going to strike it rich tomorrow. It's not saying that the gas prices are going to go down. It's not saying that all of that will be fixed. All it's saying is, trust me, I know what you need. Maybe he needs us right now to be in these lean times. Maybe he needed me, like I said, to walk through Walmart and realize I don't need junk. I don't need to buy anything but what we actually need. You know what? It wasn't a bad thing to go through the store and really be focused on don't need it, don't need it, don't even care anymore. To really be focused on the necessities, the necessary things. Because quite frankly, all the material stuff in this world, all it does is take our eyes off of Jesus. It gives us a false sense of pleasure, a false sense of security, a false sense of um, being rich. Because guess what? We are poor without him. All of that stuff is going to fade away someday. I cannot tell you there's a million things that I've bought over the years or things I thought I needed to have that are long gone now. Oh, I need that dress. Well, it went out of style. I need those shoes. Well, they made my feet hurt. I need that new iPhone. Well, that's out of, uh, tech. you know, that technology's gone now. I need that, you know, whatever it is, that new thing that I think is going to satisfy me may satisfy you for a short time, but it doesn't satisfy you forever. When we put our security in anything of this world, we're going to lose it anyway. The only thing we truly have security in is our eternal life with God. Investing in people, sharing the gospel so that they have that eternal life investing in our families, pouring into them, showing them Jesus, loving each other. Those are the things that are going to truly last and truly matter. 
So I said, even with my homeschool, like I said in the beginning of the episode, over the years, I've realized what's really important and what's not. It is so easy to get distracted and we can say, oh, but you know, it's normal to be worried about gas prices and normal to be worried about money. I'm telling you, Jesus says, do not worry. Let's not normalize worry. Because Jesus flat out tells us not to do it. So why are we all doing it? Now, I'm going to tell you, I am speaking to myself. 100%. I am not here like, I don't worry. I get it. So every word I'm speaking right now, I'm speaking to myself. And I want to believe it 100% wholeheartedly. There is so much freedom in knowing That our Heavenly Father cares for us. And all we need to actually do is believe it and follow Him. If we're following Him wholeheartedly, then you can trust Him that He is going to provide what you need and perhaps abundantly more. He's a loving Father. He's not going to leave you there stranded. Think about your children. You will do anything for your children. You love your children. You care for them. It doesn't mean you give them everything that they want, right? We all know we can't do that. But we certainly give them what they need. And our Heavenly Father has way more power than we have over our children, right? He truly can provide for us what we need because his bank account doesn't run out. His uh, resources don't run out. He can certainly provide for us what we need. We don't have to be like, well, what if he runs out of you know things I need? He's not. He's God. Are you going to believe it today or not? I mean, it's so simple. Jesus says, don't worry. Who am I to say, but... But Jesus, you don't know what I'm worried about. He says, don't do it. That should be enough not to do it. The things of this world are so fleeting. People from generation to generation, way back to Bible times, the beginning of times, have always struggled, have always suffered, have always gone through drought, famine, financial hardship. This is nothing new. It doesn't make it easy. I'm not saying it's easy that you're supposed to be like, well, you know, everybody else has gone through it and we'll get through it. But it does put it into perspective. Life isn't always going to be easy. But praise the Lord. We serve a God who tells us, don't worry about it. I got you. I got it. All you need to do is seek me. Okay, so now you're going to say, well, Karen, what do I do? How do I seek him? Wake up every day. Say, Lord, I'm yours. What do you want me to do with this day? I trust you wholeheartedly. That means I don't have one foot in the world and one foot with you. I'm I'm trusting you. I'm all in. Trusting you, Lord. Now lead the way. I surrender. I submit. Now show me the way. And as the day goes on, I can guarantee you the worries of this world are going to start to choke you and overwhelm you. And the worries of this world are going to start to distract you. And you have to keep going back to him. You have to keep saying, Lord, 
I don't want to get distracted. Go back and read Matthew 6, 25 to 34. Every single time you get distracted, boy, you'll be in the word a lot. I guarantee you. Memorize it. Post it around your house. You can't forget these words because that's what we do. We'll be like, yes, yes, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. And then you go to get gas and it's a hundred (laughs) bucks. You're like, how are we going to do this? I've said many times this week, like, how is this going to keep going? How are we going to do this? But you know how we're going to do it? We're going to keep following the Lord. Because quite frankly, our country is pretty rich. No matter who we are, right? If we don't live in America, we have abundantly more than we actually need. That's really the truth. And so maybe maybe God's like, you know what? Let's, let's show you what you really need. Let's take some of the stuff away you think you need all the time. I mean, I've been rethinking how, where I go and what I do as far as, you know, getting in that car. Every time I get in the car, it's costing me a lot of money now. So I'm making better use of my time. I go to the grocery store. I'm really re- rethinking. Do I really need to buy all that? I'm going to Walmart. Do I really need this stuff? And you know what? It means more time home, more time in my word, more time with my people. Because all of the things of this world are a distraction. Worry is a hindrance from our walk with the Lord. God can be calling us to do something. God can be calling us out of our comfort zone. And we can so easily be hindered because we'll say, but what about this? But what if that? The worries of this world hinder us from truly following him. If he's calling you to do something, step out and do it. And you might say again, but Karen, how do you know he's calling you? You're not going to know if you're not spending time with him. You know when it's the Holy Spirit because you recognize his voice. You recognize that this is from the Lord, but you can't recognize it if you're not with him. So by being in the word, being around others who are in the word, encouraging one another, praying Often, throughout the whole day, pray without ceasing. You're having a constant conversation with the Lord, sticking close to Him. That's how you'll know when He's calling you. So don't let worry hinder you from following Jesus. Don't normalize worry. Don't be like, well, it's normal to worry. No, it's normal to have concerns and to be cautious. But when you're following Jesus and he tells you in his word, don't worry, I got it, then that's where the concern ends. You don't have to keep playing the scenarios in your mind over and over, but what if? You don't have to turn over those anxious thoughts over and over in your mind because you can fight back and say, no, Jesus told me not to worry and I trust him and I'm going to seek him first. Oh, to live like that every moment. I'm guilty of it as well. I'll be like, yes, you know, I'm on this podcast right now. I'm on fire. Yes, I just want to follow him. I'm not going to let worries choke me out. And then what happens tomorrow? Something happens. Take my eyes off. I'm like, I'm so worried. I'm so worried. So don't get me wrong here. I'm right there with you. I'm talking to myself. May I continue to have the fire in me that, that is constantly reminding myself, Jesus said not to worry, so stop it. You know, take that thought captive. 
Stop it. What does Jesus say? Your heavenly father knows what you need and he knows abundantly more than you what you actually need. And he's going to give it to you. Oh, the freedom to live that way. So we must remember. Let's not normalize worry. Normalize following God wholeheartedly, all in, both feet, not one foot in one place and one foot in the other, one eye on one thing, one eye on the other. Both eyes on him, feet firmly planted on the ground, ready to go wherever he takes you. So I want to hear from you. If this podcast has encouraged you, if this kind of struck a chord with you, are you a worrier? I want to hear from you. You can email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com. You can leave me a voice message at anchor.fm slash simplylivingforhim. I want to hear from you because I know I'm not the only one who deals with this struggle, right? So I want to hear from you and let's encourage one another. Let's keep this conversation going. Share this podcast with a friend. Continue the conversation with your friends and you know, say to your friends, let's be all in together. Let's support one another. Let's follow him. Let's not normalize worry. Let's normalize following him. Let's do it. Because when you're doing it with others and you're encouraging others and you're walking together, it makes such a difference. And that's what we're going to do at our Simply Living for Him retreat in July. That's why I keep encouraging women to come because we are going to gather together. We have about 32 women signed up right now. We're going to gather together with 32 other ladies. We're going to like vow to surrender, to submit, to follow him as disciples of Christ wholeheartedly. And we're not going to just leave it there in Pennsylvania. We're going to take what we learn home and we're going to share it with others and they're going to share it with others. And the Ripple effect can be huge. So come on out to the uh, retreat. Be encouraged. Be encouraged with other women that we're all in this together. We're following God. Both eyes on him. Both feet firmly planted. Following in his footsteps. So let me know what you think if this encouraged you. Um, if you want to sign up for the retreat, go over to simplylivingforhim.com slash retreat. If I will see you in Colorado next week, make sure to come and say hello. If you are at the Rocky Mountain Homeschool Conference, I'd love to see you. Also, if you're interested in homeschool consulting appointments, just email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com or go to my website, simplylivingforhim.com and click on the consulting button. You can find all the information, the different packages that we offer and all of that. Um, and also, if you are a homeschooler and you need a little bit of guidance over the summer, but you don't really want a consulting appointment, pick up one of my books on Amazon, The Called Home, Finding Joy and Letting God Lead Your Homeschool, The Simple Homeschool Journey, uh, Building a Trans, uh, Building, <laughs> excuse me, Building a Family and Not Just a Transcript. Or if you are not a homeschooler and you're just looking to spend more time with the Lord, you can pick up my Simply Living for Him devotional. That would be a great devotional to do over the summer. Find all of that on Amazon or over on my website, simplylivingforhim.com. Thank you guys for listening. And until the next time, I wish you all blessings and joy in Jesus today.